Effective fam, 30 days of dedication. It's day three. We're about to start, about to do this because it is 6 p.m. here in London. And that means it's time to start the 30 days of dedication. So, oh my God, it's great to see the regulars here. Evan, thank you for your third day in a row. I know that. I'm thinking about that on the top of my head. Ben, uh, Bergamini, what's up? Brian, Rick. Rick, it's great to see you as well. I know you were there on day one. Nick, nice to meet you. Majed, Shubham, Shubham, you were here yesterday. I remember very, very well. So great to great to see you guys. How's your day going? How's everyone doing? Did people do training today? Did we see some people doing training? Did we do them? Yesterday, I missed because of training. All right. Rick, yesterday, you missed because of training. Who else is training today? Nick had tryouts yesterday. Ben was doing the day one of the thousand touch workout. Yike, nice to see you. Majid, Nick, great. Okay, guys, we're about to get started with the day three of the 30 days of, of dedication. You guys know how this works. Every single day, I have a new topic about what separates you from the next level. We have 30 different topics over 30 different days. Um, the first day was about the 10,000 hour rule. The second day was about deliberate practice. And today's day is going to be about something a bit more specific. Is it, we're going into a bit more detail and it is, it is the difference between you and a Premier League player. Basically what I'm summing up here is what separates the very good from the best, the, the excellent, the legends. And usually there are very fine details in, in doing that. So that's what I'm gonna focus on today, guys. Um, have any of you guys ever thought about this? You know, what separates, what separates um, Cristiano Ronaldo from a player in the third division in England? You know, have you guys ever thought about that? What separates Paul Pogba from Paul Pompom that plays in the fourth division of France, yet maybe at 13 they were playing at the same level. Have you ever thought about that? And you guys have a few hypotheses already. Majid is saying just taking the chance. Yike is saying the extra work. Nick is saying dedication. All right, some interesting theories here, very basic ones, but what we're going to do is we're going to get right into the class, okay, guys? So this is the difference between you and a Premier League player. Um, just before we start up, in case you don't know me, uh, my name is Nick Humphreys. I uh, founded Train, Train Effective here. We live in a, in a football house here in, in London, England. We train together. We work on the Train Effective Academy, which is, a, which is an app available in the Apple Store and Google Play Store and on traineffective.com. Um, it's like a world-class football academy in your pocket. That's what we like to call it. Um, we work together here with like England analysts, with Stoke City analysts, um, Fulham analysts, and we deliver everything from, from you know, videos to improve your decision making, to um, workouts, to exercises, to scheduling. Uh, even Flavio behind me over there, who was on the Instagram live, if you'd seen him, um, he was doing the uh, 
he, he's working on this tracker feature so you can like track your hours you might have seen that on our instagram as well ah my nose right so um i played in six countries england holland scotland um was offered a contract to play professionally when i was 18. so i, I have a thing or two that i can share with you guys so ayush ben shubham let's get into it what's the difference what is the difference what is the difference between this guy that you see in your left and some guy that you see on the right never seen him before but um he, uh, he looks to have good technique. No, but really, what separates these two? Now, this guy, we'll call him George, okay? We've got Messi on the right, George on the left. George grew up being maybe the best player in his state. 15-year-old, 16-year-old, he was, you know, touted to be one of America's best because he was just, like, the best in the state. But something happened along the way where George for whatever reason, didn't quite make it there. In fact, he never even played professionally. In fact, George started kind of dropping out the game and now he doesn't play anymore. And you, you ask yourself why? Because this guy was touted to be the next big star. This guy, when you played against him or you, when you played with him, he was like the dude running the schoolyard, you know? Like everyone would look up to him and be like, yo, George, you're going to be fireman professional boom you're going to be that guy so you ask yourself why five years later is george not playing in the national team and why is messi let's say let's give the example of messi of when they're at the same age actually george was supposed to be better in five years but it didn't happen like that so why what is the difference a few theories here that we saw in um in the chat Shubham said dedication or discipline. Nick said mindset. Yike said consistency. Philip said he gave up. Nick says extra work. Now, you would expect George and Messi to both work really hard, right? Probably George also did extra sessions when he was younger. But then what happened? Here's the number one thing. This is what happened, okay? There are a couple of reasons why. I'm going to give you three reasons. This is the, the first reason. The first reason is George was too overconfident. Overconfidence. When everybody is telling you, uh, George, look, you're going to be the next big star, man. You're going to, you're going to make it. You're going to, you know, football, this sport, it's going to be your life now, man. So all you got to do is just, you know, keep playing and boom. And then George starts thinking to himself, all right. I've kind of already made it. I'm already here. I'm comfortable. I'm playing well. So I just got to, you know, play and do my thing and that's it. The only thing is George is playing in high school. And at high school, he's playing against, you know, players from other high schools in his area. Little does George or the people around him know that there's a George in every state of America. There's a George in every country in the world that's touted to be the next big thing. Yet only a small percentage will actually become, end up becoming the next thing. So why is that? that that's what I wanted to talk about. Overconfidence. He thought that, okay, at age 13, 14, 15, 16, 
maybe even 18 or, you know, whatever. He, George is like, I'm good here. You know, I'm good. I've made it to this level. Um, you know, this is my thing. But that's where you get comfortable. And we talked yesterday and in day one about the 10,000 hour rule, about deliberate practice, about how to get better, you need to put yourself in uncomfortable situations in your training and, and in your life. What George here basically became was complacent. He became complacent with his thing. He, he thought he's going he's gonna to do it. But when he started playing with the other Georges, the other best players in the state, in other countries, he saw that, oh, he has a lot of work to do. That, oh, actually, I haven't been training enough. And, oh, this 10,000-hour rule, oh, this is actually true. Because I put in 4,000 hours of work where Mark from Romania has trained 6,000 hours. And then, then Bob from Canada has trained 9,000 hours. And then you, you see the differences. And he says, oh, crap. I actually haven't been working hard enough. That's number one, guys. Never be complacent. Never be complacent. The second thing is hard work. Okay? So one is complacency. You get too comfortable in your environment. You don't really improve. The second is complacent. Uh, is, uh, second is, is, is hard work. Now, there are different varying levels of hard work. There's hard work in, you know, you go hard out in uh, playing a game every day. You go hard, you know, when you have team trainings. And then there's a second level of work, which is you put in, you know, three extra individual sessions a week. Um, and then there's another level of work where you do the three individual, individual sessions a week, but then you got two with a personal trainer as well. And you do tactical analysis on your own three times a week. And then you got level four, level five. You got all these different levels of hard work. But this is what I want to say about all those levels of hard work, okay? There's always going to be someone that is working harder than you. There's always going to be someone that has a different level of work ethic. And you're not necessarily going to see that around you. Um, I'm going to give the example here. Shubham, Rick, uh, Afsal, Nick, okay? You guys could be the hardest worker or one of the, the great good players in your, in your team or in your area. You might see yourself as the only one who's, who's practicing on their own or, or whatever, but you got to think in a bigger mindset because if your goal is to reach top levels, um, to play in college one day, to play even semi-professionally, to just be the best in your region. If that's really your aim, then you've got to be thinking about who your competition actually is. Is your real competition in this team environment that you got or is your real competition the best players in your state or the best players in your region? And you've got to think in that mindset, right, I'm working hard, but actually my goal is to play in the Premier League one day. So I've got to think in the mentality of a Premier League player. How much work are they doing? You know, when someone's already in an academy system and they're training every single day and they might be training on their own and then watching matches and doing tactical analysis and doing blah, 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 all these things, you got to think to yourself, okay, I've got to be working as hard as them and not just working a little harder than the people currently in your team, okay? you got to think 
who is actually your competition. And that is what we talk about when we talk about hard work. There are different levels and your level of hard work has to predicate based on where you want to go. All right. So that's thing number two. Number three are details. Details, guys. Now, when I talk about details, you can relate this with what I talked about with uh, rule number one, which was the not being uh, too comfortable. And then number two, which is hard work, putting in that hard work, understanding what level of hard work you need to put in to reach your desired goal and think about who your competition really is. But rule number three, guys, this is a good one, all right? Rule number three is details. Now, what do I mean by details? Literally, what I mean by details is this. It could be my first impression that I give to a scout, a coach, someone that's assessing me. Literally, my first impression could be this. Hello, Coach George. Hello, Coach George. And let's not use George because I know we used George before. So we're going to call, um, we're going to say, Coach, um, what's the Man United manager's name? I just forgot now. Um, Ole. <laughs> Coach Ole. Nice to meet you. Coach Ole's come to watch your game. He's interested maybe in, in signing you. Uh, Coach Ole, nice to meet you. But when you go to see Coach Ole, this is what you look like. You look down. Like you look down like, like this. And you say, oh, uh, hi, hi Ole. And then your handshake is very weak. It's like an old woman giving a handshake and she's got arthritis. Like your handshake is really weak. You're not making eye contact. And then you start checking your phone. Now, this is not a good example, but it has a big crack in it. Your phone has a big crack in it. And you're talking like this. Now, this might not be anything related to, to you think. You might think this is not related to football, but it totally is. Okay. Off the field body language. It's just as important as on the field body language. When I talk about details, these are the smallest things that matter. When you talk to great coaches, when you meet great people, they've been in the shoes of someone who's tried to be, become great and then eventually got there. So you have to think to yourself, they've seen all these players come and go, all these coaches come and go, try and make it. They've that someone like Ole Gunnar, he's had a professional career for years and, and years, and now he's a coach, but he's seen thousands and thousands of players. And he's seen which ones go far, and he's seen with himself which ones go far and how he went far. And a thing that they all have in common, guys, is details. Now, when I, when I come and greet Ole and I'm like this, and what does that say? Like, what does that say? Like, weak handshake. I'm not, my, my voice is croaky. I'm, I'm looking at my phone, which has a cracked screen. What does that say? I'm asking you guys. What does that say? Leave a comment because I'm reading it. Hi, Ole. <clears throat> I sound like an old man right now, but, but I can tell you there's a, a, lot of, a lot of kids that do this. Ben. Ben says, don't care. Afsal says, uh, body language. Shubham says, lack of confidence, not, not too serious. Nick says, he's not that interested, doesn't care, not confident. Exactly right. 
So how can you, uh, let me give you an example, guys. Um, I, when, I, when I trained with the, the Australian national team, okay, I was, um, I was train, training with the under-17 Australian national, national team. Um, uh, the team. This team was going to the FIFA World Cup uh, that year. Now, th this was a few years ago, but, but I remember I was really looking forward to this whole experience. You know, I went to the Australian Institute of Sport. I said hi to the coach, and thankfully, I, you know, I know how to, I know, I know how to say hello, you know, confidently. So, hello, coach, whatever. Um, I get my kit, and I go to the dressing room and start, you know, one by one, one by one, meeting the players. Say, hey, Jack. Hi, Jason. Hey, nice to meet you. And just think to yourself, guys, if you're coming in an environment like that where you're playing with the best players in the state, in the country, in the world, whatever it is, just think about what they're going to think when you come in the dressing room and you're like, hi, I'm, I'm, <coughs> I'm going home. <laughs> no, but... <laughs> Sorry guys, I'm I'm not feeling well today. Um, I don't know if I should actually train. Do you guys have shin pads? Can you give me some shin pads? Can you guys? Can you? Hey, Jason. So, <coughs> Jason. Excuse me. <coughs> Sorry. Um, <coughs> do we need to wear shin pads in training? Or <coughs> Mark? <coughs> um, what? What? What are we doing in you know you know what i mean no you can't have that you gotta be jason mark and this is a dressing room atmosphere it applies to both men plus women boys girls if you come in with unconfident body language a, um, a cracked screen in your phone all this stuff it all it says you're unconfident it says you don't care and when you eventually get in that pitch you're gonna close up like this you're gonna close up like this like a like a turtle a turtle in a shell. And first of all, you'll never be able to show your actual performance and what you're actually capable of. And second of all, the players are going to be like, who is this This guy? Not even confident. Like, And that's a big thing, guys, that separates people in all walks of life. It doesn't matter if you're a footballer. It doesn't matter if you're a, um, a businessman, musician, whatever. One thing that you'll notice about all of them, all of them is confidence. So you gotta, you got to change that. You got to look people in the eye and say, "Hey, this is something I." And by the way, it's something I didn't do for a long time. I used to be—I used to be scared to literally, maybe fourteen years old. Used to be scared to look people in the eye and say hello, because because I worry about my—I worry about my acne, or I worry about like maybe I'm too skinny or like whatever. But you can't act like that. You got to—I'm telling you, I'm just telling you because you're here for a reason. You got to have confidence. You got to present yourself, chest high. Shoulders back and say, hey, nice to meet you. Crack screen. Don't get the crack screen, guys. You've got to think, this guy is someone who cares about details. This guy is someone that, that has confidence in himself, belief in himself, and, and is presentable. And that's a big way to your performance on the pitch. It's a big way to how things are off the field when you, because most of the time with your team, you're actually going to spend off the field, not on the field. So this is what matters just as much, all right? The details. Now that's off the field details. On the field details, 
even more important. On the field details, even more important. Um, if you are not sleeping enough, okay? Let's say you got seven and a half hours of sleep versus eight and a half to feel optimal, okay? Because you spent an hour in the evening playing Fortnite and you kept playing because you didn't expect that you'll actually get in the, you know, what be one of the last ones in Fortnite. So the, the game kept going on, but you couldn't turn off the console, you couldn't turn off the PC. So you just kept playing and playing, you know? So then you were going to be in bed at 10 o'clock, but actually it ended up being 11 p.m. And then boom, like, you know, and you still lost Fortnite. I mean, come on, what are you doing, man? You still didn't win Fortnite. But what I'm saying is you stayed up later, but actually the training next day was a really important training because a scout from Tottenham was going to be there. And you didn't know because scouts don't show themselves. And you didn't know this guy was going to be there. And usually you sleep eight and a half hours, but this night you're playing Fortnite or you're playing FIFA and, you know, and you still lost, bro. But you went to that training the next day and you felt just 10%, a little 10%, a little bit more tired than you usually did. And that 10% difference, guys, in your sleep, let's say you didn't feel as fresh. So there was a moment when the ball came to you flying in the air you're a defender and you just took a little misstep and took a little misstep the ball went behind you and the striker went away on goal now the Tottenham scout was looking at the players and he saw oh that guy he just looked a little off form other things looked good like his passing and his vision and his his tackling but this moment hmm, it shows maybe he's not a concentrated player maybe not a player that 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 it's concentrated enough. He looks a little bit tired as well. So, no, nah, I don't have confidence in him at all to bring him to Tottenham. So, no, nah, this is a no for me. But almost, but no. Nah. Now, he could have been doing everything right, that guy. He could have been doing the extra training. He could have been doing um, tactical analysis. He could have been doing deliberate practice. He could have been doing all these things. But when Conchstein came, he wasn't disciplined enough about his sleep. He wasn't disciplined enough about, you know, he ate a, a big heavy meal before training. Just one hour before, he ate a big bowl of pasta and that slowed him down a little bit on the pitch. You know, they were doing a 100-meter test and he got, instead of, instead of 12 seconds, he got 13 seconds because he just felt a little bit stomach. Because he didn't be disciplined enough to sleep, to eat properly, maybe the day before, because he was playing Fortnite, he didn't do what he was supposed to do, which was, I don't know, take an ice bath, recovery, and do all those things mentally to think, okay, I'm ready, I'm prepared for the next day of training. These are the smallest details, guys. Off the field and on the fields. Off the field and on the field. I played in Switzerland, um, and uh, I was playing for a, a team, they're now in the, the fourth division, of Switzerland. Now, now we're talking about players that are getting paid. We're talking about players that have played in some of the best academies in Switzerland. Um, some even professionally. My coach was definitely a, um, he was a former professional. So we'd go in the dressing room and you had to be there at 7 PM before training started. Okay. 7 PM in the dressing room. Training started at 7:30, but you had to be in the dressing room at 7 PM. If you were literally one minute 30 seconds late, 
he's going to have a dirty look in, on his face. And that dirty look, is it says everything. It says, oh, you didn't take it seriously enough that actually today you're late. And you know, Swiss people, they're like, you know, the Swiss watches. I mean, look, they care about time. Everything runs on time. But that's just enough for a coach to say, you know what? Mark and you, I know you both want to play as wingers, um, but I only got one spot in the right wing. And Mark has been working just as hard as you, but because you're that 30 seconds late, I think Mark wants it more than you, Nick. So I think I'm going to play him because he knows he's just a little bit more disciplined. He's paying a little bit more attention to details. He's there on time. And even a 30 second difference, Mark walks in before you, that 30 second difference says, screams, num screams everything to the coach. When everybody in that dressing room is paying attention to details because they're top level players, if you're 30 seconds late to come in the dressing room, that says everything. It says something about you. It says, are you as serious as these other players? Smallest details count. This, I'll give you another small detail, guys. Um, we have in-residence guests that come here to London, uh, Train Effective In-Residence Program. So in this house here, we get players that come all over the world to train. If you want more information, traineffective.com slash in-residence. But I'll give you this example, okay? Um, we, we recently had one player come and he, 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 we recently had one player come and he would come in the house, we're training twice a day, but after every training, he didn't wash his clothes. And we reminded him to, to wash his clothes, but he forgot to. And I know trainings here are intense, they're tough, and everything, but when you got guys like myself, John Moses, and everything, looking at every detail of behavior, this is enough to say, hmm, he's not fully concentrating, he's not fully present, his mind is elsewhere because he's wearing the same clothes. So first of all, he smells, and that's a nuisance to the other people. Second of all, we reminded him already, we told him once, and usually, if you're told once, you've got to do it once. You can't be reminded over and over again. It's the same things on the field, guys. The same things on the field. The same things on the field. The little details matter. You've always got to be up here concentrated. Now, I'm not going to ramble on anymore, but the main thing of this whole thing, guys, is those three points, all right? What separates you from a, a Premier League player? It's, number one, your level of hard work. <clears throat> number two, comfortableness okay are you willing to to practice in an uncomfortable way are you willing to get outside the comfort zone are you willing to be humble enough this is the main point are you willing to be humble enough that when everybody's saying you're a great player you're doing well are you willing to be humble enough and grounded enough to say actually i got new levels of what i need to do look at cristiano ronaldo 40 goals in one season wasn't enough for him. He wanted 40 goals a season for 10 seasons. He wants to be a legend, the best player in the world. Someone like Mo Salah, all right? Mo Salah and Cristiano Ronaldo are up there, but you could argue that Ronaldo is just a bit better than Salah. But look at Salah this season. He hasn't scored as many goals as he did last season. Is it because he's got complacent? Is it because, well, he's proved to everybody in Egypt, you know, that he was going to become a great player, that he was going to become a legend in his country. Because Mo Salah already is a legend in his country. 
like there's no greater player than him right now um, in the, the African area. But what if his goal was really to be the best player in the world? He would have a different mindset, right? And it's that little details, that little mm, in here that, that, that shows to the world, like, what do you really want to do? What do you really want to achieve? These details matter. So to all of you guys watching at home, from America, from Europe, from all over the world, always keep these things in mind. What's your level of hard work? Okay, who's your competition? Can you be humble enough to accept that you've got to work even harder? And third of all, will you be paying attention to the details? Will you be the first one to training and the last one to leave every single time? Are you going to be sleeping right, eating right, recovering right, despite whatever's going on in your life? Just because you have exams, are you going to get less sleep? Or are you going to be disciplined enough to say, all right, I'm going to study a little bit more on the weekends so I can still make training on time, do all my individual practice, etc." These are the little details that will put you in that 1%. That's difference. 1%. All right? Now, the fine details matter. Be professional. And this is it, guys. That's, um, let's get into Q&A now, all right? So let, let's do this. Um, we got, we got uh, Rick. Rick. All right. So any questions today, guys, from what I talked about, you know, any might be something that you're insecure about, something I said that in my, something I've said about, talked about in my, in my talk, leave a comment, leave a message. I'm here to answer you guys. I'm here to help you guys. This is our effective community, effective family. And it's my job just to help you guys. So, Yike. Okay, good to see you. I'll see you later, Yike. Appreciate your time here. Thank you. But questions, guys, because thank you for saying this is the best webinar, by the way, because your feedback helps. And even me, I want to know what I can do better and find details better, you know? Because... That's what it's all about. It's always about improving, always striving to get to the next level, you know, always thinking, how can I create the best webinar ever? How can we improve you guys? That's it. Prashan asks, how do you push yourself to be more disciplined? <laughs> great, great question. Now, I talked about levels of hard work, Prashant. I talked about different levels, right? You could be the player that just does the team training or you could be the player that does team training, game analysis, individual trainings, and then he does private sessions with the trainer and he comes then to in-residence and effective and he's doing all these things, everything. So, but to be that level five kind of hard work, the hardest working player in the country, right? Your motivation, your ambition has to be of that. What is that hard work leading to? Why are you working so hard? What are you doing it for? You have to find out what is your purpose in this game? Why are you playing this game? What is your reason to be in this game? Okay. The reason why when I was 16 years old and I've at 16 years old, guys, I never played in a, in a, in a professional academy. Um, I was always labeled as, as someone that was never going to make it to the further levels. Me, myself, I wasn't even thinking about that level 
until one day, a book like this, something like this, The Alchemist, this wasn't the specific book, but it changed my life because I, I started thinking in a, in a different way, started thinking about what's my purpose? What do I really want to achieve in my life? And that's when I said to myself, okay, I want to be a professional footballer, but there's thousands, tens of thousands of players that have already been through academies. So I'm going to have to work really hard. And my purpose is going to have to be greater than what their purpose might be, okay? So their purpose might be that uh, I just want to play football because I want a cool Instagram pro profile where, you know, if I'm playing for Chelsea, well, I'm going to have 100,000 Instagram followers and I'm going to be posting pictures of me in front of my Mercedes Benz. I'm going to be posting pictures of me with my, my, um, my wag, my supermodel girlfriend because I'm a footballer now. Um, I'm going to have loads of money. So I'm going to get invited to all the latest movie premiere premieres. Um, Neymar is going to be my best friend. It's going to be the best life, man. But if this is your reason to play, these are all material things. These are all material things and the material things will never last. If your goal is to play money for football, it will never last. So my goal was never to play football for money or any of those, those things really. My goal was that, my purpose in this game, if I can make it to that professional level, if I can train myself to that professional level, and I'm going to train 20 hours a week to do it. So I've got to be really freaking motivated, guys, to do it. 20 hours a week is a lot for years. We're not talking about 10 weeks, 20 hours. We're talking about 100 weeks, 200 weeks, 220 uh, hours of practice every single week I was doing. Three hours a day. And I had school and everything. So I had to be really freaking motivated, guys. Um my reason to be was this. I truly believed I deserved to be a professional player. I believed I deserved to be a professional player over everyone else because I felt that if I could make it there, that what I would bring in terms of a legacy, in terms of inspiration to others, would be far greater than any other footballer. So I thought the guy, the guys next to me in the dressing room, um, you know, George and Jacob and all these guys, I thought, you know what? Yeah, young guys, I know they all want to be professionals. They just want to do it. But are they really passionate about it? I don't know. But my passion was if I could do it, then I knew I could use that, that, that type of success to do what I'm doing now, which I'm really passionate about, is about using that as a story to inspire. And using that as well as if I could do that, then I could get through anything in life. Because for me, that was the most impossible, hardest thing to do ever in the world was to become a professional footballer. I thought, how on earth can you do that when so many people, people try and attempt to do it? But I thought, I'm going to commit myself to this journey wholeheartedly. I'm going to go with everything that I got. And I'm going to train that three hours a day and, and see how far it takes me. But I believe I can make it to that level. I believe that my purpose is greater. So that's what allowed, to be, allowed me to be naturally confident and be able to take risks and keep going and not care about what other people think. You know what I mean? So that's how you do it. That's how you get waking up out of bed every morning and thinking, why, why is this important to my long-term vision? 
what is the vision that I want to create myself? Make sense? So, uh, one more question. <laughs> Davis, what do you think about fashion on pitch these days in football? <laughs> um, I think when you when you are a world class athlete, when you reach that level, and you know you got the means and the resources to flaunt and and stand out, you know, be unique and be individual and and do your thing, then do it because. You made it at that level now, so enjoy that. Enjoy the rewards of all the hard work you did. If that means buying nice clothes and getting snapped by the camera, and that's cool. Then you know, then be you. Do it. <laughs> be you and do it. You got to be yourself, right? And no one wants to wear the same tracksuit all the time, and that's who they are. You know, I think as footballers, um, you don't want to be put in a box. Many footballers don't just want to be labelled as a footballer. They also want to be labelled as other things of someone with actually um, personality. So, um, Nishant, how to analyse your own game, individual training? How to analyse? I've got a great article I'm going to share with you, but if you go to help.traineffective.com, um, if you go to help.traineffective.com, you will see an article called How to Practice Deliberately. How to Practice Deliberately. And you'll see how you can analyze your own individual performance and how you can better it and make it better. Better it and make it better. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take one last question and then, and then we'll, uh, we'll get going. Um, hero, hero. I've gotten the chance to professionally debut in the first division men's at age 15. People make fun of me when I train with my age group because I try to train my heart off and I want that debut really bad. So I train really hard. <laughs> All right, Hero, I love your, I love your comment. <laughs> so, so what Hero is basically saying is people make fun of him because he, he's got a potentially an opportunity to train to, to make a debut for the first team at age 15, yet he wants it more than others. So when he's training with the under-16s, under-17s, whatever, people are making fun of him. <laughs> All right, guys, this is what I love to talk about because here's the thing. When everybody's doing this, everybody's doing the same thing. They're going to school. They're... Um, going to classes, then they're hanging out after school, and then after school they're, they're getting McDonald's, and then they're, you know, hanging out and then doing homework, and then that's just their kind of life all the time. School, homework, go to McDonald's, hang out with friends, boom. Now that's cool. That's cool. This type of group, which is most people, are very comfortable doing this. So when you got someone that, like yourself, hero, that let's say, I don't know, your dreams, you got dreams, you got ambitions, you got, um, you're the one that after school, you're not going to McDonald's and hanging out with friends, you're going straight to the training fields. And people are walking 
after school next to that field and thinking, what the hell is Hero doing, like training on his own? Like, huh? Like, that's weird because I'm going to McDonald's and everybody else is hanging out after school and he's just going by himself, like training. Like, who, who, do you th- who does he think he is? But you realize, Hero, and you might be the only one, one of the only ones in your school that realizes that in order for you to reach your goal, you need to work harder than the rest. And it's simple facts. 1% of players will make it to the very highest levels because the 99% thought that way because they thought, oh, if I practice individually, people are going to, you know, make fun of me and uh, people at school are going to think I'm too good for myself or whatever. But actually, this is your dream. This is your ambition and you want it. So you just got to do it. And you've got to think to yourself, people are always going to have these kind of opinions. People are always going to... Um, People are always going to say, you're always going to hear about what people think about you, about, you know, how it's different from what they're doing. But you just got to accept that what you're doing is different, all right? But in your heart, this is what you want to do. And if it's in your heart, this is what you want to do. You got to follow it and not let other people's opinions dictate where you go, what you do with your life. So this is why we have the effective family around here. Effective family is all about people going after their dreams, people working hard, doing that extra work, people that might be that one friend in their their friendship circle that are the ones that are actually ambitious enough to do that extra training, do that extra homework, do that extra class, whatever it is. So welcome to the family, Hero. (laughs) That's all I want to say. Keep doing what you're doing, man. And Shubham, Shubham just said, Hero, Congratulations, brother. Keep up the good work. Yeah, and that's it. That's it, man. So just do that, hero. All right? Because what Shubham said, you're a hero. Don't care about the negative talk. No. As, as soon as you look different or say something different from the others, people will think, oh, you know, he's doing something differently, so I won't accept him. You know, don't have that conformist mentality. All right, Rick, good job. Hero, you're doing good work. Keep up the very good work. And that's it. Keep it, keep it up, man. Eul, 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 Eul. Um, good to see you, man. I think it's the first time here, first time writing a comment. Good to see you. Eul says, Hero, don't worry about what people think. At the end of the day, let your actions talk for you. Exactly right. Exactly right. Hundred percent, man. So, guys, um, that's the webinar for today. Thirty days of dedication. Day three is done. Um, hope you guys got a lot of value out of it. Again, this is going to be better, hopefully, than than anything that you watch on Netflix, anything that you watch on YouTube today. My goal here is to interact with you guys. Um, is is for us to build a stronger community and to really, you know, get down in the nitty gritty of. What does it take to become great and discipline and all that stuff? Um, you're welcome, Nick. You're welcome, Afsil. Uh, just for everybody listening, the coupon code, if you want to get train effective, is um, hold up. You're welcome, Hero. You're welcome. If you want to get train effective, it's um, traineffective.com. And the coupon code is 
stay effective. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. The coupon code is dedication10. Dedication10 and you get 10% off any plan. I'm just putting the, the link here. But um, otherwise, guys, otherwise, guys, uh, Nick, you're welcome. Majid, you're welcome. Prashant, you're welcome. Evan, thank you for coming again. I love that you guys keep coming because that's what I want to do. I want to get to know you guys, interact with you guys every single day. Um, so that's what it's all about. Thank you, guys. Afsul, is there any tactical stuff coming up? Yes. In later weeks, we will be doing tactical analysis, a lot of it. But the first week is all about building that foundation and that mentality of what it takes. So Shubham, thank you. You will thank you a lot. That, that's, that means everything to me, guys. If it helped you, even if this is a couple of you, that means everything to me. So you're welcome. Majid's already waiting for tomorrow. All right, guys. See you guys later. And uh, the, the two words before I leave, what are the two words? Who's the first one that's going to say it? <laughs> Flavio's already saying it. The two words. Stay effective, Majid Khaled. Well done. And yes, the other word is what? But that's for more surprising instances. <laughs> All right, guys. Live from the effective house. Flavio, you got any words? Stay effective, guys. Flavio says, stay effective. Stay effective. All right. Live from the effective house here in London. We're done. All right, guys. Peace. See you later.